everybody, it's Ophira. We have loved reading the best piece of trivia you've learned this week that you've been sending us via Facebook or Twitter, but now you can leave us a message via the phone. If you would like to call 202-216-9603 and leave us with your voice the best piece of trivia you've learned this week, it does not have to be fact-checked. You can leave something true or that you think is true or make it up. We'll check it out. So leave us that, plus leave us your name, where you're calling from, how's it going over there, and come see us live. Just go to amatickets.org. From NPR and WNYC, this is Ask Me Another. Buckle up, because we have a hour of our favorite road-themed puzzles, word games, and trivia for you. This is our homage to road trips. And hitching a ride with me is our house musician, Jonathan Colton. Hello, everybody. And our puzzle editor, Art Chung. Hi there. Now, every road trip needs a killer soundtrack, of course. What is on a puzzle editor's soundtrack? Let me Mm. think about this. Games Without Frontiers by Peter Gabriel. I love that song. Yeah, that's a good one. Sure. Maybe one. maybe Quit Playing Games, parentheses, With My Heart by the Backstreet Boys. Oh, I yeah. less love that song. Uh-huh. It's, for, it's for the puzzle romance. Yeah, right. Uh, when I want to get my groove on, I like to put on Foolish Games by Jewel. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. like a slow jam, but I like that's yeah. what you're thinking. It's it, very soulful of you. It makes me drive a little slow, but... But it's sweet. It's worth it. (laughs) Well, when it comes to classic summer tunes, we know all about them because we played a game about them where Jonathan quizzes our contestants about the best songs of the summer. And for this round, I'm joined by singer-songwriter Nellie McCott. Judy Cassidy, what is a song that I might find on your summer soundtrack? I think I have to download it still. Okay, because Cassidy. But uh, the hot town, summer in the city, oh, yeah, back of great... my neck, getting dirty and gritty. Love that song. <laughs> that's a good one. Great. Okay, Judy? I'm to be nostalgic. How about, uh, will I see you in September? Have a good time for the summer. Da, na, 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 na. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know. That's, those are both great songs, and that's good to know, because this next game is called Songs of Summer. Jonathan, this is your department. Yes, well, every summer there is one song that you just cannot escape. It captures what it feels like to be sitting on the beach or barbecuing in the backyard. Last year, it was Carly Rae Jepsen's Call Me Maybe. <laughs> 250 years ago, it was Yankee Doodle Came to Town. Also by Carly Rae Jepsen, weirdly. <laughs> so in this game, Nellie and I are going to play some songs of summers gone by, and you must identify them. Here's your first question. I remember when... I remember, I remember when I lost my mind There was something so pleasant about that place Even your emotions have an echo in so much space Does that make me mm, Does that make me mm, Does that make me mm, Judy. Uh, you make me crazy? Crazy is correct. <laughs> Narles Barkley's song from 2006. Although I have to say, if you remember when you lost your mind, you are the sanest lunatic I have ever met. 
nonsense. This course is just nonsense. But do be da ba do up, do be da ba do. Yeah, yeah. Cassidy. Mbop. <laughs> yes. By the gorgeous Hanson brothers. Wow, well, yes. Sometimes you picture me I'm walking too far ahead You're calling to me I can't hear what you've said Then you say, go slow I fall behind The second hand unwinds you're lost, you can look and you will find me. Blah, blah, de blah. <laughs> if you fall, I will catch you by my waiting. waiting. Blah, blah, de blah. Cassidy. Time after time. <laughs> yes. Okay, here we go. I play along with the charade There doesn't seem to be a reason to change You know I feel so dirty when they start talking cute I want to tell her that I love her but the point is probably mute Cause she's watching him with those eyes And she's loving him with that body I just know it And he's holding her in his arms You know I wish that I had Oh! Oh! Judy rang in, but Cassidy got there first. Cassidy? Jesse's girl! <laughs> I like that Judy's doing backup for that, by the way. That was awesome. <laughs> Woo-hoo! Nobody knows it. When I was down, I was your clown. Woo-hoo! Judy. Don't go breaking my heart. Don't go breaking my heart is correct. So don't go breaking my heart. I won't go breaking your heart. Don't go breaking my heart. Of course, when you go on a road trip, you need a great car. I of course, remember my first car. Everyone remembers their first car very fondly. Sure. I had a Datsun ZX. That's what we said in Canada. Here would be the Datsun ZX. It had racing stripes. Did not deserve racing stripes, by the way. But it had them. And uh, I named it Wilbur. Adorable. That's a, that's a cute car. Yeah. Name. It was sort of a nerdy name for a car. Yeah. It had racing stripes. My first car was a uh, Volkswagen Rabbit diesel. So it made loud noises and didn't go very fast. But that was a cool car. It didn't feel like a cool car when you when you were trying to get up a hill. I didn't I didn't like it. It was like driving a truck, a tiny truck with a sewing machine for yeah. an engine. Mm-hmm. My first car was a Chevy Nova that broke down at every intersection in town. 
How long did you have this car for? Uh, about a year until I blew out my tires on the New Jersey Turnpike, and then that was it. <laughs> that was the moment. It's, I walked it away. stalled, but you were like, I'll wait till all the tires are bald. <laughs> Got it. Well, in this next game, puzzle guru Greg Pliska puts contestants Dan Mullins and Craig Benson to the test in a game about famous fictional cars. What is the first car that you owned? It was a 10-year-old Honda Accord that I named Roxanne. Because uh. she didn't have to put on the red light. Craig, what is the first car you owned? I don't know if I can top that. Um, first car I owned was a 2007 Scion. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, Shadowfax. You, you named your Scion Shadowfax? Yeah. That's the it most adorable gray. thing was, I've ever heard. It was gray, so it wasn't... Yeah, no, gray. no, obviously it was gray. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> I'm not going to name a red car Shadowfax. <laughs> it's like two Scions talking to each other right now. It's adorable. Well, we've got a car for you, not just any car. The cars in this game are all famous fictional rides that we have created classified ads for. You just have to name the book, movie, television show, or song for which each car is famous. So, for example, for sale, classic DeLorean with pre-installed flux capacitor can go from 0 to 88 in a flash, runs on garbage, perfect for time travel. That would be an ad for Doc Brown's car from the movie Back to the Future. All right. Let's go. Modified Pontiac Firebird Trans Am, perfect for the curly-haired crime fighter in you. Turbo Boost allows high-speed travel and leaps over obstacles, but no CD player. But it does include a talking supercomputer named Kit. Craig. Knight Rider. Knight Rider is correct. Orange Dodge Charger, previously owned by two good old boys. Horn plays the first 12 notes of Dixie. Warning, passengers must enter and exit through windows because the doors are welded shut. Dan. The Dukes of Hazard. Oh, yeah, Dukes of Hazard. For sale, foot-powered car made of stone, wood, and animal skins. Very few amenities, but the horn is a live bird. Just the thing to get you to and from the quarry. Tone calves, guaranteed. Dan. The Flintstones. The Flintstones, exactly. Every bit of technology in the Flintstones was like basically abusing a prehistoric animal. That was basically, that was it. No PETA back then. <laughs> no PETA. This Aston Martin DB5 comes with a bulletproof shield, revolving license plates, and ejector seats. Previous owner was a British spy. He owned several, but this was his first. Issued to him by MI6 during his mission to stop an attack on Fort Knox. James Bond. We are looking for the name of the, not the oh. character, but the movie. Dan, do you know the answer? Goldfinger. Goldfinger is correct, yeah. For sale, rosy colored luxury car with crushed velvet seats, previously owned by Bruce Springsteen, who rode in the back, cruised down the street, waved to the girls, and felt out of sight. Uh, he apparently also spent all his money on a Saturday night. Craig. Pink Cadillac. Pink Cadillac is correct. Former race car restored by eccentric inventor Caractacus Potts for his two young children. It can fly thanks to hidden wings and propellers and can be driven on water thanks to deployable flotation devices named for the sound its engine makes, including loud backfires. 
Dan. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang? That's correct. I feel like you weren't sure and then you found that answer, right? You just found it. Pulled it. Do you, do you remember seeing that movie? Uh, no. No. It's the uh, chittiest movie you'll ever see. Yeah. It's very chitty. I mean, maybe not the chittiest. <laughs> this is your last question. Frighteningly violent vintage red and white Plymouth Fury with the ability to restore herself. Full disclosure... Two people have died while in this car. Previous owner also now dead, but apparently still possesses the car, if you know what I mean. Craig. Christine. Christine, exactly, correct. And then when she doesn't make a car payment, it gets repossessed. Coming up on Ask Me Another, we'll continue to make our way through the countryside with a game about roadside attractions. So put your car in park, because you're not going to want to miss this. Thanks so much for listening to Ask Me Another. Just want to let you know about some other great NPR podcasts like NPR's Pop Culture Happy Hour. Every week they bring you great conversation about the best in movies, television shows, books, music, and so much more. From Trainwreck to Key and Peele to movie soundtracks and the latest Judy Bloom book, you are bound to hear something that will make you happy every week. That's Pop Culture Happy Hour from NPR. Find it at npr.org slash podcasts and on your NPR One app. Support for this podcast comes from the new Star's original comedy, Blunt Talk, starring Patrick Stewart as Walter Blunt, a British import intent on conquering the world of American cable news. That is, if network bosses, a dysfunctional news staff, and misguided decision-making don't derail his mission first. Don't miss the series premiere Saturday, August 22nd, only on Stars. Welcome back. You're listening to Ask Me Another. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and with me is our house musician, Jonathan Colton, and our puzzle editor, Art Chung, and we are bringing you a compilation of our favorite road tripping games. And when you go on the road, it's a good idea to have a good map. That's true, although they have robots that can navigate you around now. Yeah, but back in the olden days, like 2002... You had maps. You had to ask people for directions. You had to talk to people. The worst. Oh, thank goodness there's Google Maps because we used it when we went recently to Ann Arbor, Michigan. Go blue. Ophira and Jonathan are joined by puzzle guru John Chinesky in this game mashing up celebrity names with famous U.S. locations. Our first game is called Can't Place the Place Name. And here to play, we have Saladin Ahmed and Natalie Tronson. Saladin, how did I do with your name, all right? You did fantastic, yeah. You are a Hugo Award nominee, and if you don't know what that is, it's an annual award uh, for science fiction and fantasy works. What was the name of the book? Uh, the novel is called Throne of the Crescent Moon. That sounds amazing. Yeah, they're excited. <laughs> Uh, It's a a fantasy novel, um, uh, Lord of the Rings meets the Arab Spring, and uh, (laughs) that's that's actually 
fairly accurate. <laughs> and Natalie, you are, this is also amazing, a neuroscientist specializing in memory and learning, including fear memory. Now, this is really just for my own personal thing. We, I got to talk to you for a second. I don't really... What do you do with fear memory? How do you uh, cure it? How do you soothe it? Well, I don't cure it. I induce it. So you'll have to... <laughs> <laughs> I, I, can, I can make you afraid. Oh, but... good. Yeah, that's a fun game. Uh, all right, so what are, how, how do you uh, frighten mice? What's the easiest way? Well, what we do in the lab is we take the mouse and we put it into a box and then we let it explore the box for a minute and then we give it a little foot shock on its feet, which it doesn't like very much, but it doesn't really hurt it. They jump and squeak. And then the next day when we put them back in the box, they um, show all of these kinds of defensive behaviours, which are similar to what humans do, which include what I'm doing now, which is shaking. Um, <laughs> true story. Okay, we have a great game for you. Jonathan, when we're on the road all the time, as we are, do you ever forget uh, where we are? <laughs> uh, usually, I don't even know where we are right now. Uh, it usually helps to remember the name of the town if it's named after someone. For instance, Ann Arbor, allegedly, is named after the wives of the city's founders. Ooh, I want to be an alleged wife. <laughs> it's important to have a dream, I suppose. <laughs> I think you're right. In this game, we're going to ask you about other places named after people. But there's a little twist. We're going to ask you to combine each place name with the name of a completely different person. So for an example, let's go to our puzzle guru, John Chinesky. If we said, long before the NFL's Jaguars arrived, the singer of That's the Way Love Goes and Nasty Boys like to kick back in this northern Florida city, the answer would be Janet Jacksonville. <laughs> it's very unsettling. Yeah. I understand. It's Miss Jacksonville if you're nasty. <laughs> so. Who's in the shock box now, Natalie? <laughs> yeah. All right, here we go. A famous interior designer, business owner, and ex-con likes to kick back in this ritzy vacation island off the coast of Massachusetts. Saladin. Martha Stewart's Vineyard? Yes! There are always a lot of home improvements underway when a certain 90s sitcom star spends time in this Pennsylvania city immortalized in a Billy Joel song. Saladin. Tim Allenville. Yes. Allen, Tim Allen Town, Tim Allen Town. <laughs> uh, usually at this point I say, Natalie, can you steal it? <laughs> Tim Allen Town. Tim Allen Town is correct. <laughs> I just realized you, you uh, realized a, a tactic. You can just say the person's name and add, like, Villa Town to the end of it. <laughs> you probably, you probably get it right. a possibility. good yeah. enough. The Twin City to Minneapolis is straight up the favorite hotspot for this singer, choreographer, and former American Idol judge. Saladin. St. Paula Abdul. Yes, that is correct. <laughs> Just south of New York City, you'll find a landmass where immigrants once came to America, decked out in natural fabrics and oversized shoulders in outfits inspired by an iconic 80s fashion designer. I know, what? <laughs> uh... Perry Ellis Island? Oh, God. That's exactly right. That's right, Perry Ellis Island. This legendary Las Vegas performer says Don Shane every time he visits the second largest city in Indiana, which is home to the burial place of Johnny Appleseed. Saladin. 
Wayne Newtonville? <laughs> Someday maybe that will be a place. That it sounds like try. an amazing <laughs> restaurant. <laughs> Natalie, he did give you a clue. Do you think you can steal it? It's the second largest city in Indiana, which is home to the burial place of someone I thought didn't actually exist. <laughs> Johnny Appleseed. I have no idea, but I want to say Wayne Bloomington. <laughs> Anyone out there? Wow, in unison, well done. That's right, Fort Wayne Newton. Nicely done, crowd. And this is your last question. Don't kill any mockingbirds in this historic West Virginia city, notable for John Brown's raid in 1859. Saladin. Harper Lee's Ferry. That is correct. The winner of Can't Place the Name is, I can't place the name. No, yes, I can, it's Saladin. Way to go. Hit the road, Shaq. Don't you come back no more, no more, no more, no more Hit the road, Shaq And don't you come back no more What'd you say? Hit the road, Shaq And don't you come back no more, no more, no more, no more Hit the road, Shaq And don't you come back no more Oh, woman, oh, woman, don't treat me so mean the meanest old woman that I've ever seen Guess if you say so, I have to pack my things and go. That's right, hit the road, Shaq. Don't you come back no more, no more, no more, no more. Hit the road, Shaq. Don't you come back no more. Don't you come back no more. Don't you come back no And who doesn't love a song with a pun in it? Right, Jonathan? That was you. That was you singing Hit the Road Jack. That was me. And just for our listeners who don't understand the joke, the original title is Hit the Road Jack. What? Yeah. And we had just done a game involving Shaq. And so I replaced Jack with Shaq. This is why I get paid enormous amounts of money to work on this show. It's uh, incredible that you even, that was the inspiration. You're like, wait a second. The two words rhyme is the trick. Oh, there we go. Yeah. In this next game, our phone contestant gets quizzed on some of our country's most colorful roadside attractions. Hi, you're on Ask Me Another. Hi there, it's Cannon Alsobrook from Smyrna, Georgia. Hello, Cannon. That is a cool name, Cannon. Thank you. It's my great-grandmother's maiden name. Oh, nice. All right. Are you a big traveler? I am a big traveler. I've probably been to at least 42 of the United States. Well, so that's, that's impressive. Yeah. Like a road trip guy. Yes. And what is your favorite uh, thing to do on the road trip? Are you guys go straight to the destination or hang out, see whatever's around? We would end up in some fairly random places at times, uh, all due to the fact that my mother liked to find oddities in the guidebook, and we would end up at Places like the Fable Cottage in British Columbia, which was known for having the world's largest revolving hanging basket of impatience. Ooh, a revolving basket of flowers. Yeah, if it, if it had not been revolving, I don't think we would have gone. No. But, no. Was, there a, was there a larger basket that just didn't revolve in some other place? There may have been. As, as, and about 
maybe two decades later, I went back there with my wife when we were going to Alaska, and all I wanted to do <laughs> was take a picture of my wife next to the world's largest revolving hanging basket of impatience, but the place went bankrupt and they sold it for a dollar. <laughs> That is one of the saddest Canadian stories I have ever heard. Okay, this is good to know, Canon, because your game is called Stateside Attractions. Uh, we are used to identifying U.S. states by their first few letters, but we're going to see if you can do it when we give you the last few letters, plus okay. a roadside attraction that is found in each state that is very interesting but probably will not help you. Let's play. Ending in X-A-S... A major city in this state boasts its own toilet seat art museum. I, I can only hope that's Texas. It certainly is, yes. <laughs> Ending in A-H-O, this state has a monument to Evil Knievel's failed attempt to jump Snake Canyon. In A-H-O. All you gotta think is, where is Snake Canyon? <laughs> Yeah, uh, Idaho? Yes, Idaho is correct. All right, this state ending in CKY is the home to the Vent Haven Ventriloquist Museum. Kentucky? Kentucky is correct. All right, you're doing great. This is your last question. The world's largest ball of twine. Oh, oh. I, I know it before you even say it. Okay, what is it? <laughs> It's, 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 the, it's the title of a Weird Al song called The Biggest Ball of Twine in Minnesota. Okay, next time, just wait till I read the rest of the question. <laughs> there must be another big ball of twine. No, balls of twine get bigger and smaller. Is the, I mean, who knows? It's a constant struggle for a biggest oh, really? ball of twine, right? It's got to be a battle Do they going expand on. and condense like the, the, Somebody the, comes, takes the some star twine. system? Somebody adds some twine. Who knows? All right. This is the world's largest ball of twine that we all got so excited. Uh, but this is found in a state ending in URI. Cannon, did you just hang yeah, up on me? I, I, no, no. No, I, I didn't. Okay. <laughs> I want to, I could. but I have not. And URI. Yeah. Just Google it, Ken. We can't see you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they're doing anyways. No. Sadly, no. I'm, I'm not. Uh, I'm drawing a blank on what you can... I, I may need a hint. That's okay. Uh, it's a little south of Minnesota. <laughs> Missouri? Yeah. Yes. There you go. Well done, Cannon. We are going to send you a limited edition Ask Me Another Rubik's Cube to play on your next road trip. That's very exciting. Thank, Thank you, you so much. I think the worst thing is when someone asks you to give their friend a ride on some road trip, and that's the guy who packs a guitar because he's going to be the one to pull it out at the end of the night and lead everybody in a round of American Pie or Millionaire Girlfriend. Yeah, or, or, or maybe Your Body is a Wonderland. That is one of my favorites, oh. it says here in the script. Or at least it was in this game where I channeled my inner John Mayer and sang about all kinds of other things that end in land. This next game is called Your Answer is Some Kind of Land. And here to play it are Carla Prieto and Betsy Lawson-Curdy. 
Uh, Betsy, what's your vacation dream spot? If you could go anywhere to take time for, to relax. You know what? I, I've been thinking about this. Um, I would love to go to Bali. I've seen some people's Facebook and Instagram photos, and it looks uh, pretty nice. That's how tourism is going yeah. right now, by the way. It's like, oh, someone posted like a very cool palm tree like four times on Instagram. Yeah. yeah. How about you, Carla? I think that I would want to do something a little less relaxing and more on the terrifying side, oh. like explore like an underwater cave or something. Uh, there's one that's apparently like 900 feet deep, and there are only like al- albino shrimp that live there. Uh, <laughs> Where is that? It's in Africa. Oh, yeah? It, yeah, it's actually like in the desert, and it's a little puddle, and you just like dive right through it, and then it expands underwater. So. And then there's, and there's only sea monkeys down there. Yeah, it's pretty terrifying. No light at all. Cool. All right. <laughs> well, it's time for Jonathan Colton to do what he was born to do, and that is parody John Mayer. Yes, finally. Uh, so we've taken the John Mayer song, Your Body is a Wonderland. <laughs> And rewritten it to be about other things that end in land. (laughs) Ring in when you know which land I am earnestly crooning about. New England's tiny state Coastal vacation bait Design schools, no lightweight where we'll find the family guy's fate. Carla? Rhode Island. Rhode Island is correct. (laughs) We're way up near the Arctic. This place is quite Nordic. Most folks live in Reykjavik Which is where Bjork is from (laughs) Betsy Iceland Iceland, you got it And if you want rides Go on them Try Mr. Toad or Space Mountain Or maybe Toontown and Mickey Mouse will welcome you. His body is a... Carla. Disneyland? Disneyland. I like that. His body is a Disneyland. It's a small world after all. (laughs) (laughs) When we're in L.A., we'll drive it. Celebrities live there, beside it A David Lynch mystery, named for it With a lot of twists and turns That movie is a... Betsy? Mulholland? Mulholland, you got it (laughs) It's on Lake Erie's shore with Ohioans galore We know LeBron will score A Hall of Fame for rock and roll's lore Betsy? Cleveland That's correct 
I like Ohioans galore are in uh, oh, oh, Ohio. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's where you're going to find them. Ohioans galore. That's, the one, that's, that's one thing you can say about Ohio. Oh. Man. So many Ohioans there. This is your last clue. His show is in real time. One hour. That's why he sometimes looks dour. Life can be tough for Jack Bauer Who's the actor with that role? His body is a... Betsy? Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah, that's right. After the break, I'll talk to the indie pop band Lake Street Dive about how they pass the time on their tour bus. There is a driveway moment just around the corner, so stick around. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and this is Ask Me Another from NPR. You're still here. Fantastic. I just want to remind you to take a listen to Pop Culture Happy Hour. So every week, Pop Culture Happy Hour reviews and talks about the best movies out there, television shows, books, music, and so much more from Trainwreck to Key and Peel to movie soundtracks and the latest Judy Bloom book. You're bound to find something that makes you happy every single week. So that's Pop Culture Happy Hour from NPR. Find it at npr.org slash podcasts or on your NPR One app. A quick shout out to one of our sponsors, Fifth Generation, maker of Tito's Handmade Vodka. Tito Beverage, yeah, that's actually his real name, incorporates the concepts of artisan craftsmanship found in boutique wineries into the spirit industries to create Tito's Handmade Vodka. Tito still uses the time-honored pot still batch distillation process at the original distillery where he started it all in Austin, Texas. Tito's Handmade Vodka is made from corn and is naturally gluten-free. This is Ophira Eisenberg, and you are listening to Ask Me Another from NPR and WNYC. This is our road tripping edition, and I'm joined by our house musician, Jonathan Colton, and our puzzle editor, Art Chung. So, Ophira, halfway through any road trip is usually the time I start making up dumb games to play. Oh, absolutely, because you have to keep yourself occupied. It gets very boring. We used to play a game called The Alphabet Game, which was spotting all of the letters in the alphabet in order. Oh, like in license plates and on signs? Wherever you see letters. Did you, did it's you a get complicated st- game. When did you get stuck at the Q or the Z? Q is the worst. Headquarters. You always look for the word headquarters because you get QRSTU very quickly. Oh, yeah. Where are you going to get that X? Exit. That's easy. Wait, oh, that, right, of that sounds like an easy version of the game. Like anywhere you see the letter. I thought you had to start with it. Don't squash his personal story, Arch. I'm just saying it seems like an easy game. Well, what do you do in the car? <laughs> I take license plate numbers and I factor them. Oy. Oh. We asked the members of the band Lake Street Dive, who are on as our very important puzzlers, how they keep themselves occupied on long car trips. And they presented a game that doesn't really work very well on the radio. Well, let's welcome our very important puzzlers from the band Lake Street Dive, Rachel Price, McDuck, Bridget Kearney, and Mike Calabrese. <laughs> Oh, 
Welcome to the show, my friends. So, Rachel, uh, you guys are on tour, having a good time. Do you guys play games in the uh, tour bus? Yes, the current game <laughs> is called Guess But. Guess But. Yeah. Okay, I like it already. The, um, the one person lies face down. Um, <laughs> and you put uh, various objects unknown to them just on their butt in any way possible. <laughs> And they have to use their butt to guess what the object is. <laughs> I came up with that game myself. That's exactly. amazing. <laughs> Who is the reigning champion? Um, I guessed... Uh, I once guessed a, a table, maybe, once. Um, a table? Uh, I feel like Michael Calabrese, our drummer, is the reigning champion. No, 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 I'm the worst. I, I always, for some reason, I always think it's a bag of socks. <laughs> That's the, that's the only thing I can think of, when it, no matter what it is. He thought a guitar was a bag of socks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. He's Actually, in fact, no one's good at it. So. It's hard. Uh, you met in jazz school, right? Uh, in the um, New England Conservatory of Music? Correct. Were you in a jazz band? Did you guys come together and say, let's play jazz? No, actually, we came together and McDuck said, let's play... I'm not going to say it. Um, it wasn't jazz. We let's were trying... play guess but is what I said. <laughs> I feel like people describe the music you're putting out a lot of different ways. Vintage pop meets rockabilly, um, swing, soul, Motown. Bridget, how do you describe... Like, if someone's like, what kind of music do you play? What do you say? Um, we put it in, like, soul pop category, generally. Soul pop. Yeah. But... Um... I don't know. We try not to limit ourselves to either of those. Okay, guys, I'm excited you're bringing your diverse musical talents to this next game. So let's chat with our lucky contestant. Please welcome Pamela Vachon. Hi. Hi. Yes, you see what's going on. Yes, they're all, they're all blowing up balloons, uh, yeah. so that's terrifying. Isn't it? So, Pamela, this is not your first time on the same, in the same room as Lake Street Dive. No. In fact, um, just last week, I took a bus to and from Boston in the same day to see your songwriting workshop at uh, New England Conservatory. Yeah, I was there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you hey, answered my question you, about Ken. literal songwriting. That's right. Exactly. Good to see you. How that about is, that? That is so great. Thank you. So it was a good workshop. You enjoyed it. Was it. Really, it was great. Yeah, it's going to come in really handy when I start my Lake Street Dive tribute band, which is going to be called Fake Street Dive. Ah! Copyright. <laughs> Copyright. <laughs> well, this game is called My Beautiful Balloon. Okay. It turns out the band has a hidden talent. Rachel, I'll let you share the good news. Um, I'm so sorry about this game you're about to play. Uh, we... This is a this was this was pre guess but uh, this is one of the first band games we like to play. We are gonna just we're gonna play a song for you on these balloons, and you Naturally. have to guess what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're pretty recognizable, and otherwise, yeah. Good luck. Thank uh, you. One, two. <laughs> <laughs> Pamela. We will rock you by yeah. Queen. <laughs> Same Thank range you for the drums. That, that was very yeah, helpful. Yeah, yeah. Just providing some context. <laughs> 
All right, you ready for the next one? Indeed. Okay. That was originally written for the balloon, I believe. <laughs> it, sound, it sounded like Tom Petty, truthfully. I love the idea of somebody driving in their car, and they're like, I wonder what's on public radio right now. <laughs> Beethoven's Fifth Symphony. That's- yeah! Yeah! <laughs> Very good. Woo. Uh. <laughs> Pamela, congratulations. Thank you so much. You won. Thank you. You get a prize in oh, honor boy. of your new album, Bad Self Portraits. Lake Street Dive has agreed to take a selfie with you. Oh, my God. Great. You know what my favorite game to play in the car is? I like to pretend I live in a world where the only things you can eat uh, are beef jerky and drink cream soda, and that's good for you. Yeah, you get pretty far in that. It would, <laughs> it would be interesting to see how long you could stay alive eating only food purchased at gas stations. Oh, I love gas station food. Mojos. Do you know what mojos are? No, what is a mojo? Yeah, you'll find out. <laughs> gas station Coming candy. Out. It's good. That's how I entertain myself. Beef jerky and cream soda. I'm not factoring license plates. <laughs> But we have played some hard games on this show, uh, like this next one. Yeah, that's right. This was one of our challenging quizzes. We asked our contestants to combine the names of famous people with country names. And they did not so great. (laughs) (laughs) Ophira leads this next game, and it's called International Doppelgangers. On stage right now, we have Kim Roth and Ryan Hyde. Kim, do you ever have people telling you that you look like a certain celebrity? I've, I've had Kate Winslet twice, but I see it at not at all. Kate Winslet not twice? At all. I can kind of see that. No. Yes. <laughs> yes. Ryan, how about you? Have you been told anyone that you look um, like? Lawrence Fishburne. Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> I know. It is striking. You can see it. Yeah, it's the eyes. So this game is called International Doppelgangers. So there are plenty of celebrities who are known throughout the world, but you might be surprised to learn that some countries have their own versions of these well-known personalities. 
Puzzle guru John Chinesky, how about an example? Did you know that in Buenos Aires, there's a very funny actress and writer who had a hit TV show called Trenta Rock? Her name's Argentina Fay. It's gonna be okay, it's gonna be okay. <laughs> Stick with me, contestants. I'm walking you through this. So in this game, you're gonna combine the name of a country with the name of a celebrity. Okay, and the big hint here is that the country is always going to go first. Our radio audience can't see it, but these contestants look very confident right now. <laughs> Let's play. To be or not to be a porn star, asked this actor in his breakout role in Boogie Scandinavian Nights. You can do it. We'll talk it through together. Kim. Denmark Wahlberg. Exactly correct. Denmark Wahlberg, all right. This celebrity lookalike hails from the Andes Mountain and is a real drag queen. Kim. Peru Paul. Peru Paul. Peru Paul. All right, I was trying to come up with what Peru Paul's imaginary catchphrase would be. What do you think of Machu Picchu too much? No? How about at the end of Drag Race in Peru, Paul, he would be, I'm sorry, you have to go alpaca your bags. No? I only have 40 more. <laughs> this actor has portrayed everyone from Oscar Schindler to a Jedi Knight and can trace his lineage all the way back to Genghis Khan. He's in Ulaanbaatar, somewhere between Russia and China. Kim. Mongolian Neeson? Yes! <laughs> <laughs> this pop diva from a four-letter Central African nation was proud that her British doppelganger was rolling in the deep. The, the nation sort of sounds like a man's name, four-letter man's name. Rolling in the deep. Rolling in the deep. Ryan. Chad Dell. Chad Dell. You got it. This is your last clue. Okay. I know, I know, get excited. You've got a friend in this Persian songster who is also a favorite of his nation's short people. Persian songster. He wrote a lot of Movie songs. <laughs> that is a darn good hint. Toy Story 3. <laughs> That's not how the songs go. <laughs> it's Kim. I Randy Newman. I Randy Newman is right. John Chinesky, how did our contestants do? You know, they scored some decent points, there I gotta say, points. but Kim did better. Kim wins the game. Way to go, Kim. Are we there yet? 
Actually, I know the answer to that. We are in our final stretch. We are almost there, and we're going to end this trip the way we usually do with our Ask Me One More final round. These are contestants from other shows, so the voices are going to be a little different. So please do not write me. Do not panic. Do not panic. These are just normal human beings. <laughs> our puzzle guru, John Chinesky, leads our final round. This final round is called State of Mind. In this game, all of the answers will contain the name of a U.S. state. For example, if I said Bob Woodward and Carl Bernstein worked for this newspaper, you would say the Washington Post. Now, we're playing spelling bee style, so one wrong answer and you're out. You'll only have a few seconds to give us the answer. Last person standing is our grand winner. Remember, all of the answers contain the name of a U.S. state, and if it helps, we've only used each state once in the game. Here we go. Amy. This muddy body of water has its origins in Minnesota and ends in the Gulf of Mexico. The Mississippi River? Yes, that's right. <laughs> Jocelyn, it's what the K in the fast food chain KFC used to stand for. Kentucky. That's right. <laughs> Denise, Miley Cyrus was the star of this long-running Disney TV show. Three seconds. Step aside, Denise. Let's see if Michael knows the answer to this. Hannah Montana. Hannah Montana is correct. Thank you for playing, Denise. Thomas. It was the gigantic land acquisition made by Thomas Jefferson in 1803. The Louisiana Purchase. That's correct. Amy. The original version of this tropical cop show starred Jack Lord. Hawaii Five-O. Yes. Jocelyn. Nicole Kidman won an Oscar for The Hours, portraying this English novelist. Virginia Woolf. Yes. <laughs> Michael, this song was written for Liza Minnelli, but it became Frank Sinatra's last top 40 hit. On New York, New York. That's it. That's where we are. <laughs> Thomas, this classic educational computer game casts you as the leader of a wagon train heading west. Three seconds. Uh, Thomas. California Rush. No, not California Rush. Let's see if Amy knows the answer to this. Oregon Trail. Oregon Trail is correct. Thank you for playing, Thomas. <laughs> Jocelyn. This Mark Twain novel involves a New Englander who travels back to the Middle Ages. Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's Court? Correct. <laughs> Michael. Tijuana, Ensenada, and Mexicali are all cities in this Mexican state bordering the Pacific Ocean. Um, Baja California. Baja California is right, CC. <laughs> Amy, according to the theme song of the Beverly Hillbillies, it's a slang term for oil. Texas tea. That's right. <laughs> Jocelyn, this battleship exploded in Havana Harbor, helping to trigger the Spanish-American War. The Indiana? No, not Indiana. Let's see if Michael knows what it is. The USS Maine. The Maine. He remembered the Maine. Yes, Michael. Way to go. Thank you for playing, Jocelyn. Amy, the capital of this former Soviet Republic is Tbilisi. Three seconds. I have no idea. Let's see if Michael knows it. Georgia. Georgia is correct. Thank you for playing, Amy. That makes Michael our grand winner. Congratulations. That's our show. Thank you so much for playing. Check out our podcast on iTunes or Stitcher, and you can find us on Facebook or Twitter. Just look for NPR Ask Me Another. Come see us live. Go to amatickets.org. 
Ask Me Another's puzzle guru is Art Chung. Hey, his name anagrams to Narc Thug. Our house musician is Jonathan Colton. Thou Jolt a Cannon. With additional puzzle writing by Greg DiCostanzo, Matt Foster, Josiah Madigan, Jim Newman, and senior writer Karen Laurie. Ask Me Another is produced by Denny Shin. And his ins. Lena Mazitzis. LA is Minizit. Mike Katzif. Me Tika Fez. Annabelle Bacon. An Abba clone. And Mackenzie Austin. Ask Me Auntie Zinc. Along with Anya Grunman. A Damn Angry Nun. Our executive producer is Jesse Baker. Jab Seekers. Ask Me Another was created by Eric Newsom. We'd like to thank our home in Brooklyn, New York, The Bell House. Hot Heel Blues. And our production partner, WNYC. I'm Harite Begonias. Ophira Eisenberg. And this was Ask Me Another from NPR. Next time on Ask Me Another, I get to talk to Sir Patrick Stewart, who conveniently lives just around the corner from the bell house. But nevertheless, I still had my limo drive me here. <laughs> and I don't think sirs walk. Actually, they should be carried. I think so. Join me, Ophira Eisenberg, with Sir Patrick Stewart on NPR's Hour of Puzzles, Word Games, and Trivia.